listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've entered back into the studio for episode 312. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, we just wanted to jump back in for a quick one this weekend. I hope everybody was enjoying their uh, holidays and so forth and so forth. Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas and all that. Yeah, 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 all that. All the uh, the Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa <laughs> and whatever they call it these days. Happy Merry Christmas, Hannah Kwanzaa. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what you been getting into this weekend? Uh, this weekend I saw, um, I got to see Glass Onion. Nice. I watched it too. That was really good. Yeah, that, that was a pretty good one. Um, and I also, that's pretty much it. I've been playing um, Chained Echoes all weekend. It's um, uh, this new RPG that just... Uh, well, I guess, I guess it's not new. It's just the port on Steam is new. Mm, okay. But it's like, um, it's one of those like retro joints. But it's like, it's made to be like retro and shit. But it, it, it's yeah. it's super dope. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, uh, the pixel style is. Um, I, I prefer my 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 pixel art a little bit more high res, but it definitely fits in with the art style and sort of the mood and shit that they're going for. So, uh, I, I really fuck with it. And it was really funny because I was deliberating on whether or not I was going to get it. And then I was reading the description, and then it just said mechs. And I was like, it's instantly sold. Oh, it's so, mechs? I love RPGs with mechs. You feel me? <laughs> so it was, yeah, it's like. It's an easy sell. So, like, once you get to a certain part of the game, um, you, you unlock the ability to. They call them Sky Armors in this one, and they're pretty much like battle mechs and. Escaflone style? Exactly. And um, it, it's pretty dope. I like how they. they and integrate that into the the regular regular travel system because when you're in the mechs you can either hover at, or you can fly but when you fly you can only land you can only take off and land in certain places yeah, yeah. so it's um it, it has a whole new layer of exploration to areas that you've already been to and shit so nice. i thought that that was pretty cool um also the the characters are it's a pretty varied cast of characters you know what i mean your main character is sort of like your uh, uh, standard hero type, you know what I'm saying? But you also got, like, um, the princess who's sort of like a, a spear wielder and a Valkyrie, and she she does all kind of cool-ass shit with elemental magic. You got um, a lizard man that has, like, uh, uh, bionic limbs, and he uses, like, magic to fucking hit enemies with, wow. uh, 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 yeah. like, poltergeist weapons and shit, so he's pretty fresh. That's dope. Yeah, you know what I mean? You got, like, a, you have the caster dude who pretty much kind of buffs your party and shit, and you got, like, a ranger... So it, it, it cast the characters so far have been pretty interesting, and the story's not bad. Pretty much, you're, you're playing the main character, Glenn. Is um he got caught up in some shit at the beginning of the game, and now he's sort of like on a path of redemption, says finding himself as well as trying to stop. Excuse me, as well as trying to like stop a, a, a new war from erupting between. Excuse me, these three nations that just had the shortest peace treaty ever of like yeah. one year. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, they've been warring for, like, I, I don't remember exactly how much, but I think they said, like, they've been warring for hundreds of years, and they finally got a peace treaty signed, and then as soon as you start the game, pretty much, it's like, 
that shit is crumbling apart. So you're like chasing, um, you're chasing the story all over the place, trying to trying to stop the war from breaking out, and you know, I'm saying a, a repeat of what happened before. But, That's a pretty classic RPG fair. Yeah, so I've I've been really really enjoying it, man. Another thing I really want to give them props for is that um, it's uh they have a a leveling system I've never seen before. Okay. So these guys wanted to do away with the the traditional leveling system of grind, so you don't level up typically. The uh, the way you kind of level up is when you beat bosses or unique monsters, they drop what's called like grimoire shards. And these shards allows you to, to unlock a skill. And, like, every other skill, yeah, every other skill, it'll, like, boost your stats. Mm-hmm. So sort of like a, that, so that's the, the, the grimoires you collect are sort of like your level indicators. And you choose how you want to progress your characters by which active skills, which passive skills, or which um, uh, uh, stat boost you want to get from the available options and shit. So it's it's been... It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. And you also, you can craft and upgrade your gear and shit like that. But, yeah, I would say it's um, shaping up to be pretty, pretty, pretty solid. So, Chain Decos, I definitely recommend um, recommend that shit to people. Nice. That's what's up, dude. Because I, I think, I'm pretty sure I've seen it before. Like, it, it, you said it, did, it launched on Switch, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, I definitely saw it on launch um, a little while back. But, you know... I just wasn't in the place to 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 play a, a RPG at the time, so you know it was just looked like something that was generally um gonna be you know well received. But yo, I mean, I, I actually prefer playing a lot of the stuff like that on my phone. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not it's turn based, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, so you know, as long as it's not requiring like fine precision tapping, you know, I love to to, to do stuff like that on my phone. Um, yeah, I actually got one of those. Uh, those uh, Galaxy Fold uh, Fold phones. The joystick is pretty good. That screen would actually be really nice to sit down and play a little RPG on. Yeah, that's why the um, the the Switch Deck kind of appeals to me. You know, it's like like a lot of these games are, would be perfect for the handheld and that sort of like. I like the slightly bigger screen, so I think that that would be perfect mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, Steam Deck's got really good peripherals on it too, and they. And it looks like they're going to be um, supporting this model. Like, they're not going to put out a new version of it for, I think, another two years, they said. So that that's that's good. That means if you get one, you'll be working on... They'll be supporting this hardware for, uh, you know, a good amount of time. It's not like they're you're going to buy it and it's going to become obsolete within a few months. Yeah. I mean, well, what's also nice is you can also, like... Uh... Uh, I really like the the function where you can hook it up to your your fucking larger monitor or whatever. So mm-hmm. you have the option of like, you want to play handheld and just chill in the corner somewhere. Do you want to sit down in your comfy couch and play on the big screen? I like like the versatility of that design. Yeah, the docking of it. That I mean, that's the that's the revolution of the of the switch like um uh form factor. You know, it really they you know Nintendo did what they did. They did they did what they do. Yeah, <laughs> feel me. But yeah, so um, okay, that's what's up. So we uh, you watched uh, Glass Onion? Yeah, man, that was really a, a fun ride, and honestly, it made me want to go back and watch the original one because I've been sleeping on the Knives Out series. Like, man, I don't know what it Knives was. That was really good, man. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, the, the first one, I think I watched like the first few minutes, and you know, I it just I was distracted and and it couldn't hold my attention. So I said I'll come back to it, you know. But this one. 
honestly, it really it it kind of grabbed me in the beginning and kept me going from from jump and and uh, I was enjoying Daniel Craig's performance. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I, it was. Is there any ties between the first one and the second one? Yeah, I believe okay. this one happens uh, uh, like a couple, sometime afterwards, after the first one, because um, when when he says uh, uh, in, in the beginning, when when he says uh, I know a thing or two about how dangerous an anonymous invitation is, mm-hmm. it's a callback to the first movie because he got the anonymous invitation, which ended up being set up for the first movie. Oh, okay. So so blank is in the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's basically like the, the the Hercule Poirot, or he he's basically like a Dixie Hercule Poirot. Yeah, I I, I think that he I, he's got a, a real charisma about him. I like yep. this character from Daniel Craig. It's very different than what I than what I've seen him in before. Um, I don't know why, man, but that that stoic performance he put into 007 really stuck with him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, and also he did that in um. Cowboys vs. Aliens? That was oh, one? yeah, I remember that movie. That's you know, a blast was, from the past right there. Yeah, he did a couple of joints where he was just kind of super stoic, uh, uh, kind of expressionless uh, 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 anti-hero, and it's really hard to, to, to get him out of that. So this one was really a, a nice change to see him in. Yeah, uh, it was also, he was also um, Lucky number uh, no. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. That's yeah, I, I was going to say, he also plays like a, another Southern-like character. And it does look like he's. It does seem like he's having a lot of fun when he's playing these characters, where he just gets to sort of be free, and, Is he and really, uh, yeah, he, he's British. Like, uh, uh, um, yeah, it, it's it's really dope to see see him just, you know, what I mean, just have fun, let loose, like you said, like to get away from like the sort of like st- steely characters and play mm-hmm. somebody who's just like saying and really feeling how they feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and. I, I thought that uh, so we'll, we'll talk about the movie. Um, it, it should we do a spoiler alert? Because I don't think you can really talk. Like once you start talking about it, it's hard to not reveal it. Yeah, I guess we should do a spoiler alert, and people so, yeah. can skip and come back to it because it is pretty fresh. It is pretty new. So it is really. It is. It just came out, right? I do believe so. Like uh, maybe by the time this is out, it's gonna be out at least three, two, three days. I think. Oh okay, okay. Pretty so short. we'll let it we'll let it sit before we do the spoiler spoilery stuff. Um, performances were super solid from Janelle Monae. Yeah, um, I like her dual role. Edward Norton. Oh, yeah, it up already. <laughs> Damn, do we want to edit that out? <laughs> yeah, Edward Norton um, playing the, the the douchey billionaire was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Yes, that was a that was a great performance. Fucking Batista playing a, a parody of Andrew Tate. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, I knew this nigga was a full clown when he fired the gun and then holstered it right next to his dick. Or, I was like, nigga, you know what kind of ass clown you are? You're going to burn it, your your junk that way, bro. What the fuck? Or who swims with a, a weapon a in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, come he on, always son. had that gun. Come on, son. But um, that shit was They let one off, yo. Oh gosh, and his girlfriend whiskey. <laughs> uh, that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, so that that uh, Batista definitely killed that role. That guy was, oh man, what what a number, what what a character to be in the American zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Like, gosh. And uh, shout out to Catherine Hahn, man. Who oh played, yeah, she uh, killed uh, it. Uh, the 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 housewife senator lady. Yeah. The, she played a senator. Um, who played the chemist? Uh, the, uh, black the, the black dude. Let me see. 
Yeah, there there is. Uh, so the premise of the movie is is that the the billionaire eccentric billionaire buys an island to throw a murder mystery uh, weekend with his best friends, and the disruptors. He, yeah, and the name of their friend group is the Disruptors, <laughs> and they all work in tech or Clouds. politics in various ways, doing, uh, doing. It's like one's an influencer, one's a politician, um, uh, one's a a scientist. Uh, he's that's played by Leslie Odom Jr. Leslie Odom, yeah, I knew I recognized him. Yeah, um, and so uh, yeah, they you know, hilarity and hijinks ensues to say the least, and uh, yeah, dude. It is a really good clue-like mystery, you know, yeah. and I, and I thought Keeps that, that was great. For sure. I love how Daniel Craig's character, who is the main um, detective type character, also hates Clue, and I'm just like, bro, <laughs> he's bad at it. <laughs> like, you, I'm bad at it. Like, no, you're not bad at it. What are you talking about? You're That's great hilarious. at Clue. <laughs> you're, you're proving it right now. But yeah, that was a. Uh, that, that was a cool little character. Um, yeah, uh, it's funny. I mean, you do kind of see that sometimes, right? Like uh, uh, people who are like uh, um, like like pilots, they they hate like oversimple. Like the Ace Combat is like, dude, what oh, the yeah. fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, you just this is how Pi- this works at all. Hate simulators. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Or sort of, or, or like how some baseball players might not enjoy playing the um the the video game version. Yeah, yeah. The the, the pared down version does. It, is the simulated version for for people who aren't you know in the the field is never really as good as the uh, the actual mm-hmm. act of doing the real thing. Exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah, dude. Uh, the he's fucking prob- he's probably overthinking the fuck out of that clue game. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, wait. I love how over the top the island was. Yo, that nigga was so extra. For real. So extra. That that fucking that rising dock, bro. Yo, the doc was too ridiculous. Much. Too much. The fucking random sculptures of dudes everywhere. Like, yo, <laughs> Shout out me. to Daryl, though. He's like, oh, don't mind me. Bro, and then <laughs> I love how that, that callback came back, bro. He's like, you, you, you want to hang out and talk? <laughs> oh, man, that oh, was he's great. Just, oh, he's just great going through some stuff. He's just getting his life together. Yeah. Don't mind him. Which, by the way, that is a, probably the best way to get your life, best place to get your life together. Like, feel me? Yeah, get away from everything. everything. They, they probably don't have no fucking service. That nigga was bullshitting about their checking, um, checking uh, Google all the damn oh, yeah. time. Oh uh, yeah, Duke, Duke, Duke's phone was was constantly going off. Feel me? Like hell, you know there's no fucking service on that damn island. Very unlikely. This nigga bought the Mona Lisa. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of that's pretty uh, hilarious, lot of, lot of shit on bro. <laughs> like, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, rich people do be doing some weird ass shit though, because they just yeah. they just be having money to burn and they don't really notice when millions of it is missing. Yeah, man. Or at least when they spend it on goofy shit, anyway. <laughs> also, Jessica Henwick is in this. So I'm I'm always a uh, a big fan of hers whenever I see her anything. She was uh, Peg, the uh, oh, the assistant that was helping so. out uh, 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 Kate Which Hudson's character. Because that nigga constantly like disregarded it and did not address her. I was like, yo, bro, Yeah, that was so fucked rude. up. So when rude. she first got on the island, I, that was the first thing that stuck out to me. Like, like he walked, introduced himself to everybody and just like didn't even fucking acknowledge. I was like, yo, that's fucked up. Yeah. This nigga don't even see the help, bro. Mm. And so, uh, or... Yeah, he's like, yo, you're not important. I didn't invite you. <laughs> you're here by proxy. You're not on the list. Nah. And so, uh, 
Oh gosh, with the uh, the pilot who was uh, flying up there, he's like, oh, so so what's it called? He goes, oh, piece of shit. <laughs> and he's like, piece. Yeah, he's like, what is that called? And he throughout the whole movie trying to figure out like, oh, piece of shit. Got it. Okay. <laughs> that was a that that running joke was was classic. But yeah, um, overall, really good movie. Like definitely, next time I wanted. Uh, uh, we talk about it. I wanted to get more in depth with the storyline because, unfortunately, the the meat of the movie is in the storyline, but mm-hmm. it's a mur- it's a murder mystery. So, any uh, uh, revel- uh, revelations about the storyline are pretty much going to uh, ruin, ruin it, it for you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. But yeah, dude, that was a that was a really good watch. Definitely pretty fun. Um, so for the first one, um, it was the same thing. What it. The first one felt like a period piece almost, or was that just the eccentric um, get-ups that people were wearing? Yeah, yeah, that was probably just the costuming. And um, <laughs> uh, 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 the actor uh, uh, looks like... Um, uh, uh, he, he looks like a period piece, pretty much. Yeah, like, he, like they took him out of an a, a old um, Sherlock Holmes novel or something. Yeah, he's, um, man, he, he's one of them classic actors, though. I fucks with him. Christopher Plummer, you know what I'm saying? Yes, he, he's just got Plummer. that he's got that old guy face. But no, nah, that one was a little bit more straightforward with like a handful of of callbacks to the beginning whereas this one the, the format is a lot different. Cuz uh you know, it's sort of like it started with the the false setup and mm-hmm. then she went to the and then that led to the the investigation at the house which then led to the the real reveal mm. via a, a brief flashback. But this one is sort of structured a lot differently. Did you, did you say the uh, second one was an improvement? Um, I kind of like the first one. I feel like I like the first one a little more, only because um, only only because uh, I mean I guess we can talk about it more next time. But I feel like I like the first one a little bit more because uh, the, the, I felt like the mystery payoff was a lot better in the first one. I okay. guess that I would say that way. Okay, that's dope. I'm into it because um, I was for a second I was like, ah, oh, so does that? Are you saying that the first one, like the second one, was like an improvement? Because that's the only uh, detriment of like watching, uh, you know, uh, the second movie in a series of movies before the first one. It's like if it's not an issue of ruining the storyline, then if the first one doesn't, you know, doesn't grab you the way the second one does, then <laughs> it might ruin your perception of of what's going on. But um yeah, I'm looking forward to catching that. But uh yeah, yeah Knives Out is very very good. You know, it got rave reviews. Everybody kept on saying how good it was, but you know, I, that usually has the reverse effect on me when things are so universally praised like that. I typically find that I I don't like them as much as everyone else. And so it's like, oh, okay, so let maybe I'll just uh I'll check it out when it's uh when it's conveniently available. But uh, now it's no longer conveniently available. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, well, uh, I'll go find that one to, to to watch it because definitely, if anything, uh, Glass Onion was a good was a good selling uh, point for me. But yeah, and, and even the 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 reveal of the name where the Glass Onion came from, I like that. It was yeah. dope. It was a it was a very interesting double entendre. Layered. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh. Uh, man. Next episode, we're gonna be doing um end of year stuff, end of year stuff. 
So we'll do the we'll be doing the wrap up, and then uh, and then uh, we'll go into the uh, into what 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 we're looking forward to. Even though la- last year when we started out uh, the year, we went straight into like yo. There's a pandemic and a riot happening simultaneously right now. <laughs> the news is hot. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know what to expect, yo. It's, it's chaos right now. It, the, the rest of the year could look like anything. So, you know, we're going into 2023 looking a little bit more stable, I guess. Even though, I mean, you know, anything could happen. You know, uh, uh, the universe has been having some fun with its curveballs lately, so... I'm interested to see uh, what could be coming. But yeah, uh, other than that, we could go ahead and uh, jump on into some of these here topics, you know, because you know, as the, the holidays come by, you know, I know there's not a whole lot of uh, news going on. And there's not a, not especially when it comes to entertainment, this is like the lull time. So, you know, the content creators are filling that, that, that gap for people. Uh, because, you know, normal programming is going to be on a bit of a hiatus until after the new year. But, uh, yeah, you know, so I figured I'd, I'd jump on and give some wisdom and witticisms to the people for uh, for their holiday season. And then, you know, wrap up with uh, a little bit of an update on the, the two stories that we've been following, the two major stories we've been following so far. So, yeah, and, and one of the things that I've been thinking about this holiday season is, um, you know, of course, an important part of everyone's holiday season should be family. A lot of times people think about family in the way of the family that you're born with and so forth. But as we get older, we we have the chance of making our own families, you know, whether it's extended families uh, uh, that you create through your friend circle, whether it's, you know, companion that you uh, that you have and you attempt to, you know, create a family unit. Um, but those kind of things uh especially when it comes around holiday time we should try to build mindfully you know you know because it's not always that life puts those things in order in fun and in entertaining ways you know what i mean like you don't always you know get along with your family or or sometimes the friend group isn't always gonna be you know coherent and it's always smart as we get older to build you know, mindfully those things, you know, surround ourselves with people that, that, that we can trust and that bring good energy. You know what I mean? Because all too frequently we find that the people that land in our laps that we don't mindfully choose around us, they, they're going to fall short in that. And it's because that's, it's not their job to fulfill those things, you know? And so it's incumbent on us to be, to, 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 seek our own happiness, you know, and to surround ourselves with people who we know can reinforce that, you know? And so, yes, we want to be around loved ones and everything, but also take time to mindfully cultivate the circle of people that you build around you in whatever context that is, because it's the most assured way of, of, of you know, ensuring your, your happiness into the future. Because otherwise... You know, you see, and you see a lot of it in American culture that the holiday times become so contentious, you know, because it's the only time that people ever come around each other and the things that people are passionate about or that they might enjoy speaking about, you know, could could end up being, con, you know, uh, contentious points for others. And so 
in a in an environment like that, you want to set yourself up for success as best you can, you know? And I don't think that that's always about, you know, just never talking about the things you care about. You know, sure, you want to read the room. Sure, you don't want to burden people with conversation they're not interested in. But then, for your own fulfillment, you should choose to surround yourself with people who like to ingratiate, you know, the things that you do as well, you know? And unfortunately, you won't always get that from from the people who randomly are, are situated in your life. And so if you want to be happy in the future and you want to make these holiday seasons happy uh, or at least positive experiences overall, you should definitely work on cultivating the the circles of people that you have around you, you know, because that's all that we can do to ensure our own happiness, you know, because we can't expect people to always serve the the the, the moments that we are in you know and so yeah that's just a a a little bit of uh of wisdom that can go a long way into me you know growing old and happy or being old and satisfied with your with your life experiences that you've that you've uh built around yourself you know and so yeah you know just wanted to leave that little one for for the people for the holiday season but yeah we could just jump on into some of these topics i saw uh this one was real interesting. Um, so in Peru, you know, they are celebrating Christmas in an interesting way because uh, the unrest that's been going on throughout the country there has been has not been slowing down in the least, like not even a little. And so um, it's interesting to see how their neighboring countries are attempting to rally because. Unfortunately, when you have a coup internally, you know, the surrounding countries, you know, I'm sure in their own best interest, want to help stabilize whatever's going on because unrest tends to spread. It never just, you know, stays in that one spot. And so, like, countries like Mexico and, of course, Peru's major trading partners as well um, around them um, are are interested in stability for their own economic interests. But uh, Mexico... In particular, which is one of the the largest um, nations that that has an influence in that region, you know they're they're putting their their uh, support behind Castillo, which is that's a very it's a very powerful move. It's a very powerful move because to have such a large trading partner be backing a populist entity like Castillo, it's it goes a long way because that's the main issue of of legitimizing. You know, once you've been uh, put through such major upheaval, um, especially after, you know, the opposition forces have managed to incarcerate you, is to maintain legitimacy amongst your trading partners and maintain legitimacy among um, the surrounding leaders. You know, it was the the same issue that Lula had in in Brazil. It was the same issue that um, uh, the Venezuelan president was having. I think it was Maduro. In Venezuela, is that it's hard to maintain international legitimacy when people are attempting coups internally, and they've managed to take control of of major institutions like the police, you know. And so, yeah, dude, seeing Mexico step up uh, behind Castillo, I, I think is a is a powerful uh, uh, move for for Castillo's camp because you know they, it's going to be a long fight. It's going to be a long fight, and. I'm pretty sure that 
maintaining a positive trade relation with Mexico will be incumbent on whether uh, any kind of incoming um, administration can maintain, you know, power because that's that's a massive trading partner. I don't think that uh, uh, jeopardizing that would be uh, something that the people would uh, elect in. You know, a leader that can't solidify that trade relation is it's a non-starter for for the Peruvian people. And so, yeah, it's 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 uh, a really interesting um, development in that situation, and that that one's definitely going uh, very high at the top of the. Keep your eyes on it because. You know, Peru is in and, and shout out to to Heron's homie Eddie Chavez. You know what I mean? Uh, Peru is a is a made is a major um, South American uh, country because it dominates that that uh, Atlantic. Uh, I'm sorry, the Pacific coast. You know, and so if you're doing anything in South America that includes that it that uh, involves Pacific shipping. You're, you're more than likely going to be dealing with Peru. You know what I mean? And and so, yeah, that's to be in such a, a critical economic and, and uh, logistics position, if, that, if Peru were to be uh, kind of uh, lifted up as a strong leftist uh, bastion, man, that would, that would definitely uh, upend the world order, that's to say the least, and the economic order of how things work, you know? Because you know, it, everyone everyone needs to see the example, you know. And so, once something like that actually manifests and comes into fruition, you're not going to be able to to stop the spread of that uh, of that form of um, of organization, especially throughout South America. And you know, it's just a matter of time because South America is a huge, huge manufacturing hub of the world. You know, a lot of stuff goes on there for for agriculture. Um, and as I said, logistics and shipping. So that'll be interesting to see. But um, yeah, also moving on from that, uh, it's interesting um, looking at uh, Mr. Zelensky as he as he uh, made his rounds in the U.S. his Christmas time rounds. And uh, man, I don't know, man. It, it, it's 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 kind of cultish the way that they 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 slaver over. Uh, this man, as he comes and asks for billions of dollars more, as if we weren't already sending him billions of dollars, and 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 writing bills to send more billions of dollars over there, he I, I find it a bit brazen and 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 untoward to come and sit in front of Congress and ask for more and renewed fervor. In, in the efforts to help help them. Like, that shit is... It's starting to... It, well, for me, at least. You know, obviously, it, it doesn't bother, uh, I think, the vast majority of people. Um, but for me, it, it's it's a little bit repulsive to, to receive such huge magnitudes of aid from the, uh, from the American government only to come back and, and not even ask berate them into giving you more as if they haven't already extended such a major hand. Yo, Americans are wild, man. And 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 the politicians and the pundits, like I'm watching um PBS News Hour and they're talking about it like, yeah, you know, gosh, I thought he was thought he was really convincing in his ask. And I'm like, 
you know that he was asking after they had already signed a bill that's sending him $85 billion and a weapon defense system and a, 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 a missile defense system. That shit is sick, bro. It's sick. And, and, and the worst part about this whole thing is that it's become literally a, a, a way to extract wealth from the average taxpayer and have it paid almost directly to the arms companies. Because our ta- we're paying our tax dollars. 70 cents of every one of those dollars goes into the military. And then the military is, is, is selling the equipment to countries that we're giving the money to. So we're giving our tax dollars to Ukraine to buy weapon systems from our military. It's fucking insane, dog. It's 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 crazy. Why are we giving them any money? It makes no sense. And and the fact that the average person is stupid enough to sit here and think that like yeah, they should be asking us for money uncritically is fucking crazy to me, bro. And then and and in the theater of him coming and speaking in front of Congress during the holiday season, you know, in a, in a, in a hugely consumerist society after they've already dedicated such huge amounts of of resources to that country man at some point you gotta you gotta you have to um set up a a metric that says hey you know this is the the bridge too far for me this is where i'm going to so please don't cross that bridge because i want to support you but if you go there that's where, and and honestly, I don't think that very many people have that, because like, the, the, we won't bail out our own citizens, but we're essentially bailing out Ukraine from the war that they are now per, per, uh, perpetuating, that they have now started taking on the offensive of. It's like, man, you know, this went from a a defensive war to an offensive for war, you know, a lot quicker than I thought it would have. You know, it, this this is not a, a a a conflict where it's just one side, you know, being attacked maliciously by the other side. Unfortunately, in a situation like what Ukraine is in, once you start sending sorties into Russia, you you can't claim defense. Oh, they started it. Yes, they started it. But that's none of that requires you to cross into Russia and start and start uh, uh, in, invading, essentially, their territory. Which, you lose the moral high ground in that respect. In that respect. And it, it's just, it's, it's sad that so much of that is completely lost to the average person. Because I get why the people in the military do not look at things that way. It's very obvious and, and, and it's understandable. They wouldn't be able to do their jobs if they had a different perspective. But why the average person thinks that they now have to consume and, and, and subsume that, that, that rhetoric into their own ideology is crazy. There's no reason for the average person not to at least acknowledge, you know, the, 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 the utter absurdity of the amount of money and, and arms that we're sending to Ukraine. You know, and, and so, yeah, it's just, 
I thought that it was a particularly egregious move of him to come over here and 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 not even be humbled or and grateful to be indignant. My man came over here and and, and indignantly told Congress, you need to hurry up and step up the amounts that you're sending to to uh, to Ukraine while his wife is shopping in Paris with US dollars. Shit's wild, man. Shit's wild. Shit's wild. Um, but yeah, that's uh, those are pretty much the two big big stories that had been um, circling around right now. Um, yeah, nothing else was going too uh, going on too much in the entertainment sphere this whole time. So, you know, we'll go ahead and and we'll keep it short and sweet with you guys today. I hope that everybody did enjoy their holiday. Um, we will be back with full episode. Actually, next two episodes are probably going to be uh, on the longer side because we, uh, you know. We got a lot to talk about. You know, it's been a long year. A lot of shit has happened. Most of it very strange and bizarre. But it's only strange and bizarre because I have an expectation of the world that it's going to be relatively sane. And it always serves to deliver the opposite. Always. But yeah, guys, if you did enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe to us on uh, Anchor.fm or on Patreon.com. You could also find us on uh, the social medias on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You can also find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes is the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Happy holidays. Peace out. Take it easy.